Welcome to Inside Legion, the podcast that takes place inside David Holler's mind. I'm Alex. What's this over here? Another part of the brain. A third season of the brain is starting to emerge. <laughs> I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And we are talking about Legion, the penultimate episode of season two. So that's very exciting. The other exciting piece of news, as Justin mentioned, is the show was picked up for season three, even though uh, nobody except for uh, three of us and those people listening to this podcast are watching the show. So that's kind of nice. Yeah, it's always time yeah. to get new viewers. No, I got to tell you, I was very surprised. I mean, I we love this show. The yes. show's fantastic. The people who watch it love it. But barely anybody is watching the show. Are you really. serious? Yeah, not a lot of people are watching Fuck. the show. No, no, it's, it's okay. Fine. It got picked up for a third season. I know, but I want more people. It's such a great show. I agree with you. But I really thought when they added an extra episode to the season that they were prepping it to be canceled or something like that. I think but here's why it's okay. FX doesn't have a lot of, it doesn't have any comic book shows. Yeah. This is good, It has some movies, though. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> accurate. Not the necessarily the comic book movies, but I know what you're doing, Pete. Um, this will play great. This, this show will play great on Netflix and all those streaming services. Like, this is a good show for them to keep making. Well, that's the weird thing about FX, though, is they don't go to Netflix. It takes them a year, and then they end up on Hulu. Hulu, yeah. Yeah. But it's they, it's it a does, whole but, weird model, but I don't know what FX Max's business model is, but clearly they don't care about ratings, and that's Guys, great news. It's yeah. clear that the their business model is they have the movies. Okay, yeah. that is very. <laughs> you clear. may actually be right. Yeah, they, yeah. They make a lot of money off of advertising for showing. I don't know, uh, Pacific Rib Uprising or whatever shooter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pete's a big shooter guy. Sh- jumper. Yeah, love that Marky Mark. Uh, push. Uh, R.I.P.D. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice, man. Wow. Man, um, I, did that movie, is that movie real or did yeah, they stream it? Yeah, I think yeah. we collectively dreamt that movie. Anyway, yeah. Legion is coming back for third season, so that's great news. But let's get in and talk about this episode because big one, tons of stuff happening. Very sad. Yeah. Le- <laughs> it, was, it was. Very sad. Very sad. Very big sad emotions. Episode. Very sad. Get quiet. It was yeah. also really fucking amazing. Sure, yeah. I, I think I said that first. I well, let's get into let's it. Focus on you guys. Well, let's part. do a quick recap before we get into oh, it. So this whole season life. has been about the search for... I'm sorry that uh, for new listeners, I want to set them up, Pete. I really apologize. Uh, I hate how you do this every episode. We do this every episode. Uh, yeah, every no. television show does it before every episode. I know. Okay, Mr. Memory. Well? I do. Mr. Memory remembers everything <laughs> over here. Yeah, I'm not an idiot. I watched the show. I know what happened last What's time. my middle name? James. Nope. <laughs> Thomas. J.J. Tyler. I think I need to do a recap of me before we start talking Previously again. Previously, I adjusted. <laughs> Thomas. So, yeah. That's all there is to it. I'm right, a classically trained actor. Uh, so, okay, there's a character who is named David Holler. His middle name is Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> canon. That's, that's canon it. now. That's, that's canon now. No. Uh, so, anyway, the whole season T-T. has been about a race to find a Mal Farouk, who's the Shadow King's body. He wants to reunite his mind with his body. His mind is currently in the body of Oliver Bird, who is married to Melanie Bird, who has been down in the dumps, except she ended up being turned and is now working for the Shadow King. On the opposite end of the spectrum is David Holler, who created a plan 
to go find the body first, sent everybody on separate missions, including Letty, who stole a car, grabbed a weapon, wandered through this desert yeah. uh, where the body is being hid. Meanwhile, Carrie and Carrie, do you know which ones I was referring yep. to, Pete? Which one? <laughs> Carrie. Uh, which one? Carrie. Yeah, but Carrie or Carrie? Carrie. <laughs> Uh, it was actually it, also, Pete, it was actually Carrie. Yeah, that's I was why I said about Carrie. No, you didn't. Uh, they are also on the case and running after them. Uh, Clark, who is in charge of Division Three, a little bit behind because he got cocked on the head by mem- memory by Melanie uh, and David and Sid are together. They've been a little split apart. Get back together this season because David has had a little bit of a dalliance with a future version of Sid, and she doesn't know that yet. But no. it's bad. Yeah, it's. Real bad. It's a classic example of trouble in paradise. Yes. And the last thing you should probably know is there's some weird minotaur in a wheelchair that Melanie has been (laughs) seeing all season showed up at the end of the last episode. He is somewhere in the maze that is hiding the Shadow King's body. It's more like a rickshaw than a wheelchair, really. I mean, that's nice. Sure. Sure, a personal rickshaw that he carries himself. Right. A rickshaw is just a wheelchair that's been turned around. Oh, shit, man. Oh, man. That's how you got to think outside the box, guys. Uh, That's the kind of stuff that earns you the big podcast dollars. (laughs) Uh, We kick off this episode with a little image, uh, Lightning, Lightning. Lenny. uh, Love that. And the Lodge or whatever. I love the way that they do this in this show. Well, can we talk about this? Because this is huge if you're a fan of the comic books. Uh, David Holler is... Well, there's two things that happen in this episode, and I think we can skip ahead and talk about the second one as well. But uh, he is this character Legion. That's the name of the show. They've yes. never called him that in the show. No, he doesn't haven't. look anything like how he does in the comic books. And in this flash at the beginning, we see Lenny lying on the ground and it zooms up to David who's sitting in a throne. He has, he's just wearing a vest, just like the character does in the comic books, constantly showing his man boobs. And he's got the tall hair. Yeah. Tall yeah. hair don't care. Tall he's hair don't also care. holding that crystal ball no. that we've seen a bunch of times. Yep. 100%. Also, there's a bunch of great. bones and shit around. Uh, there's something about the show where, like, it doesn't feel, say, like the gifted where it's, oh, that comic book character showed up, which makes these Easter eggs in a weird way all the more precious when they do happen. Yeah, I agree completely. Like, this, uh, it it makes you really, and it, it just raises the stakes. I feel like the closer it gets to comic books, the comic book references, the more uh, wild it's going to be or the more things are going to happen. And yeah. we're building up to the end of the season. Like, I love that. Well, and later on, Melanie calls him Legion. Yeah. Like, that's oh, the yeah, first time does. in two seasons that that's ever happened. She says he is Legion. Glorious. Yeah. Legion, the world killer is yeah. what, uh, yep. what she calls him. Uh, yep. And it, he's a villain. And I feel like in this flash, he is a villain. It seems like, um, and Lenny is at his side, sort of. So it seems like, um, and this episode is all about Sid's feelings toward David. I feel like the entire fate of the world spins on the relationship between Sid, David, and Lenny. I would disagree with you. I think this whole episode is about Carrie being a badass. Uh, Interesting. That's part of the episode. It's part of it. It's, well, let's say it's, it's the whole it's thing. It's Carrie, but you're right. They're both kind of badasses in this. Uh, I also think this whole episode and maybe the finale feels like a 70s sci-fi movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, this opening sequence really frames that. And for the rest of it, it's like so like Dune-esque, uh, like so cool. So great. It's 
magical how great it is. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to throw a crazy theory out to you guys just because we did see that flash of Legion and hearing him call Legion the world killer. And this is definitely jumping ahead. But one of the things that we've been dealing with this season is future Sid told David that the end of the world is coming. And then the other piece of information that she shared with Amal Farouk is the person who causes the end of the world is David. I wonder this show is never straight up comic book adaptation or not even close, but I wonder if we're going to get a riff on age of apocalypse at all. Whoa, that's insane. What a great season three that would be. Right. So if you haven't read the comic books, uh, one of the things that happens in age of apocalypse is Legion travels back in time to, uh, to give a gift to his father, essentially, by killing Magneto. But he messes up and kills his own father, which changes the timeline so Apocalypse, the ultimate evil dude, could take over the world so we get to see alternate versions of everybody. I don't think we'd see that exactly by any means, but I no. do wonder, given all the jumping around that David does in the episode, if we won't see this apocalyptic vision come to pass and potentially without David, that potentially a shadow King will live, but David will lose the confrontation. Right. So then, um, in this, in the version for the show, the apocalypse will be shadow King in David's uh, body yeah. and all the characters will be affected and their lives will be all fucked up. I love it. Yeah. That's all season right. well, three. Well, let's, let's, let's get into what ahead. actually happened. So we start with, um, Sid is, uh, sort of questioning, uh, her relationship. They're having like some pretty chill. Well, time. she's questioning the fact that she doesn't, uh, think David knows what's real or not. Yeah, and that's a very valid... If I'm dating David Holler, I'm like, hey, you know what's up? Yeah. That's a question I ask around breakfast every day. Sure. The also, smart, I mean, smart. generally in the world, we're like, there's pits with giant uh, bathroom plugs next to them and things like that. Just a strange place to be living in. Well, th- this this desert feels like it's not a, a place on a map. It feels like right. it's a mental place where they all come, like an astral plane type thing, to uh, wage war. Or, or, or maybe this monastery is, that once you enter it, it's like not a real place. So this episode, for me, it was a little frustrating because, like, Sid throughout the whole first two seasons is a very powerful, smart character, and she's standing by the giant plug, nothing going on, and then all of a sudden a rabbit on a hook gets thrown up, and I was just like, don't pick up the rabbit. It's you a very cute it's rabbit. It's a trap. It's a such so clearly a trap, and it was just frustrating because there were a couple moments in the uh, episode where I was screaming at Sid to be smarter than... But she she likes animals. She spends right, a lot of time with a cat. I I also like animals, and I don't want to see a rabbit die. But I know that a rabbit on a hook is just somebody fishing for somebody. Yeah, I know. And but, I don't want to be that. Tra- but Pete, it's different bait for you. If there was like a Punisher uh, slipper on the end of that oh, thing, oh man, you would be hooked. In <laughs> no, a I would not. You'd be in. I, I don't that care too. what's on that hook. I'm not falling for it. Bullshit. I will trick you tomorrow with a Subway sandwich, nope. a me- Subway meatball sandwich, <laughs> and I will pull you into hell itself. It. So, what's your bait? Well, what's yeah, what's your bait? What's your Like a good slice of pizza. Uh, slice uh, of pizza? Well, wow. So can I mention something bait? about the rabbit? I understand what you're saying. And yeah, I was doing the same thing. And I think you're supposed to do it. Be like, no, don't take the rabbit. Of course, it's going to be a trap. Right. But that's a throwback to the first episode of the season when they played White Rabbit over David and Sid sleeping. Yeah. So there's that. There's the Alice in Wonderland thing that's been going on the entire time. So there's a lot of riffs this episode. There's a shot later on, uh, and this is definitely jumping ahead, where uh, Sid 
is down near those pools that yeah. you see the future and the past and other realities or whatever. And she's bathed in this blue light and looks backwards. That's the same sort of shot that happened when we saw her in her head when she was the igloo before she was yeah, born sure. yeah. back in that episode. So there's a lot of thematic residents going on in this episode where we're starting to get things. I don't know if it's necessarily just saying, hey, the show is coming to a close or if it's specifically about Sid or what it is. I mean, I think it, I think still it's still got to answer the question. What's your trap? Uh, my bait. Um, just a picture of the three of us doing this podcast. Oh. Like, I got to follow down that. Got to go down that. Really, there's a bunch <laughs> of blood over it. Yeah. Uh, oh, no. They're in trouble. Why so are they meeting without me? Uh, I was going to say all these 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 elements, I feel like, are both uh, for it's the lens through the characters and the, what we've seen before. But it's also thematic and the way they're telling the story. Very like, like mm-hmm. I was saying, like labyrinth, all these uh, sort of iconic Images Alice in Wonderland are showing up that uh, are meant to just, I think, continue to draw us into this reality-free world. Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned the maze because I think, if anything... It's not exactly a maze, right? It's sort of circular. It's sort of like a nautilus shell leading to the center rather than... Much, well, it's like the, the minotaurs, the way that's traditionally yeah. shown is right. where it is circular, all leading toward the minotaur, where right. it's not like there's an escape. You're just going to get like fucked up by this... Yeah, Bullman. and what they've been doing with the structure of the season is slowly leading yeah. us as viewers into this confrontation between David and the Shadow King that's going to happen next episode, we assume. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, she's been kidnapped, uh, yep. dragged Ooh. into the... How uh, about you that, Justin? And that- by Melanie. Now, Melanie in this episode is like basically a villain. Right, but... yeah. There was also a great moment where Sid was saying what I think all of us was feeling was like, we get it. You don't trust dudes. Like, stop going on about it because we're all sick of it. And that was like a nice moment. But the problem was she didn't stick with it. She was like worn down by her kind of like. She's telling her true things about her relationship with David. And she's showing her images. Yeah, in a fucking pool. You're smarter than this. Don't fall for this bullshit. No, but I think Justin's. I mean, you're right. Because she should know better. Yeah. But I, while I was watching it, I was thinking about it as, yes, if I was Sid and I saw my boyfriend kissing my future self, of course, on an intellectual level, I would know it's just me. Yeah, it's, it's not fine. a big deal. Just like she says later on in the episode. But at the same time, she feels it. And I yeah. think you yeah. would feel it as well. And yeah. the more Melanie keeps layering on this truth and hitting her with it. And Melanie yeah, is but somebody... she's saying things that aren't Melanie. She's saying no piece of ass is worth that. That Melanie, was way out of character. Melanie, this entire series, has been her mentor. Melanie is somebody who she trusts yeah. uh, implicitly. And that's what they're playing on in this episode. That's one of the things that I thought was so beautiful and sad here is that the birds in opposite ways are playing David and Sid and breaking them apart. That ultimately that's, I think, what Farouk wants to do because if Sid... We talked about this last episode. If Sid and David are together... They could stop this. They yeah. could change this. Yeah. But and if they're it, broken apart, the worst possible thing happens. It's an elaborate like chess match with uh, Farouk playing against David, and he he took uh, Oliver Bird and used him for as much as he could, and then he took Melanie to get Sid, and it's it's totally working. And uh, to your point, like he's breaking it's them apart meticulously. Well it's yeah, it's great though. It's I wanted really, Sid to 
you know, like she yeah. did before, like parachute in from a giant plane and like save the day. Well, and that's what, what she does at the beginning. But you can see over the course of the episode, she's worn it down by Melanie. By truths, though. Yeah. By truthful things that Melanie is showing. Well, we don't know. Farouk is showing her through Melanie. How, just because it's in a little cool pool doesn't mean it's true. It's stuff we've seen yeah, throughout we've this seen season. It happen. And also, like, what I was like, how does Farouk know all this? Like, I guess. So well, Farouk goes to the future. He t- retains all that information. But he seems to have been able to take information from basically every... It's like well, he's, he's watching he's the show. He's working with future Sid, right? Yeah, they're working together, but uh, I don't know. I was surprised also, I by how like much he knew. He knew everything, basically. Right when he, you know, was jumping around in bodies and stuff, I feel like he can get memories and get things from people. Yeah. Uh, one other thing I want to point out, so uh, we'll talk more about these specific arcs, but Melanie... Is working with Sid. Uh, Oliver gets taken hostage and tortured by David throughout an astral plane and through different locations. Um, But the thing that I thought also was very interesting about this that they didn't really overplay is that Melanie has been talking about the relationship flipped. And I think on purpose that Oliver was made into the weak one and Melanie was made into the strong one. Mm -hmm. And that's how the Shadow King is playing them. He's giving them what they want, that Oliver can just kind of take a back seat, take a ride, because that's all he wants. He just wants to observe things. So he's just experiencing things. He's experiencing getting tortured. While Melanie doesn't want to feel the way she feels anymore, and instead she can take charge, finally, even if that means torturing Sid. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so it's all going well. Uh, It does seem like, so we get some Lenny, and it seems like she's... Operating outside of Farouk's, yeah, uh, she is. Even though Farouk created her um, to do something, it does feel like she's not part of his plan right now. So I no. don't know what her she role she is to going me. To be. I, so in the episode, she we flash back a little bit. We see her get out of the car that explodes. Yeah. She takes the weapon out, uh, walks a little bit. She sees these uh, safe-headed guys wearing safes on their head. Yeah, yeah the old uh, safe heads. Yeah, I was wondering if maybe this was the Miser Sunday. I don't know. That, that's something that was mentioned a couple of episodes back, that the Miser Sunday destroyed the Mego monks. We haven't uh, seen the Mego monks anywhere around, but instead we see these guys who, with Sace other heads uh, who take them off and then are just attacking Carrie. Mm-hmm. Not Carrie, yeah, but not Carrie. Carrie. Right. You know which one, right? Yeah, yeah. Which yeah, one? Good. The one who's a fucking badass. That's which one, though? Which What's her name? Carrie. Nope. No, Carrie. That's, you're saying it wrong. Yeah, you're saying it How wrong. fun is this bit that we keep fucking doing? Real it's fun. not a bit. Yeah. I just wish you could say the character's name. Right? <laughs> I wish you would shut the fuck up about it. Uh, so so she, she comes out with a, uh, the case of, full of weapons. She sits down next to them, uh, has a fun little bit where she pulls the gigantic Giant weapon out, out of, of a small case. Very I fun. love that. Very fun. You and then that. asks where uh, the monastery is, and they point mm-hmm. her directly that way. And I agree with you, Justin. Uh, she seems to be the ace card that David has right now in yes. his plan, not what Farouk has. It gone. feels like Farouk like, only wanted to punish David by killing his sister and replacing yeah. her with this thing that David hates, yeah, Lenny. And then, yeah, doesn't so now, but helping. he has not, he doesn't seem to be aware that Lenny loose in the world is uh, much more deadly than he thinks. Now, what did you guys see when like, she was talking to safe heads and then uh, you see just the the safes on the ground. I thought maybe like Lenny had uh, buried them all up to their heads in, uh, in the sand or like had killed them all. I actually didn't connect the safe heads and the prisoners coming from underneath. I thought that they were wearing the same outfits. Uh, I thought the safe heads were the Migo monks more so. And that were, no, no, uh, Pete's right. They were yeah, no, I, I definitely, I, I agree with you now that you say yeah. that, but I thought they were, uh, 
they were the Migo monks who were like being controlled, and then these per. These I mean, that's from possible below. as well. It's yeah. possible those were the Migo monks who were corrupted by the influence of the Shadow King and became these safe heads. Who yeah. knows? Could be because there, there's a difference between the safe heads and these like Sonic Bolo wielding dudes who. Uh, no, it's the same guys. Though. No, no those are the same guys. Yeah, no, I got the, it's the same guys, but Just, I feel like they're... they take off the safes and then they go <laughs> down the <laughs> okay, hole. Cool. Uh, great. Now I understand why Pete hole. hates when we talk about the two different carries he doesn't thank understand. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome to my world. Uh, but uh, speaking of that, wait, sorry, we have... Are they uh, safe heads or Amiga monks? Uh, <laughs> now you're being confusing. <laughs> um, so then we get uh, Carrie and Carrie. Yeah. And we get one of maybe the greatest uh, fight sequences of all time. Uh, A sunset, like, battle royale. I mean, that was so... Beautiful and right, so, so they're standing amazing. on the he- edge of this pit that Sid has been taken into, which leads to the maze underneath the pit. Uh, and all of these former safe heads, maybe Migo monks, crawl out of the pit and start attacking um, everybody in Division mm-hmm. 3 uh, with this sonic attack. Mm-hmm. The only person, of course, who doesn't get knocked out is Carrie. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and she proceeds to take them down. And the thing that I thought was so sweet and wonderful about this is she's doing this to protect Carrie. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I I really thought one of them was going to die by the oh, end of this. Don't yeah. say that. Don't and say then that. when he got, uh, when uh, Carrie got pulled into the maze, I was like, oh, now he's definitely going to die. This mm-hmm. minotaur is going to kill him. Uh-huh. Uh but can we please talk about that fight sequence? I mean, yeah. with the sunset and the background and the music and everything, it was really amazing. It was great. It was great. It was yeah. so beautiful and so well done. Who were you rooting for in the fight? Carrie. Uh, oh, and he was in the underground, so I don't know. <laughs> you complained about the bit. Now you're the dick doing it. <laughs> uh, so it is a great fight sequence. I love the image of the men uh, coming back out of the mm-hmm. uh, the hole. Uh, again, like using a lot of great horror film techniques. Uh, how... Do you think they actually dug a hole? I know that's a ridiculous oh, question. They dug some. They dug at least a hole to hide them in there. Yeah, I mean, for shooting, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely. That's yeah. a real okay. hole. Okay. And they they digitally, I think, made it very right. deep. But yeah. there's definitely a hole that they created. Yeah. Love that. Uh, so uh, we get a David and Oliver scene where it's just like not them not getting along and David being pretty evil. Yeah, he's r- really angry because he doesn't know where Sid is. Yeah, but. I was also really upset. If you see a dead rabbit and then a giant hole, why wouldn't you think that's where Sid is? Why would you walk past that and keep walking? Oh, you're talking about David earlier on? Yeah. Uh, That's a good question. I I was like, that is clearly what happened here. You see a dead rabbit with blood and then a giant hole, and you're going to be like, I'll go walking back into the desert. You fucking moron. Uh, I don't know how real this world is, though, Pete. It's not as cut and dry as that. Yeah. Sure, sure. I think he is focused on the mission to yeah. a fault at this point, and that's why he goes after Oliver. Um, mm. Like you said, I, by the end of the episode, he started to enjoy this torture that he's inflicted on yeah. Oliver. Uh, he is buying into every bad thing that Melanie tells Sid about him. Yeah. It's very upsetting to see. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Uh but it's also like he's doing it for Sid. So it was a little weird that she's getting upset. Uh, it's like, why wouldn't he do anything he can to get you back? But he's not doing anything helpful. He's d- despaired on the plan that he created, even though it may be working fine. Um, he is just t- 
torturing uh, Oliver, which is only making Melanie show Sid more fucked up stuff about him. He is actively harming everything because he's frustrated. Right. He's acting out of weakness. You you get a drill and you take out your frustrations. That's how life works. That's Uh, why you're never going to be a dentist, Pete, no matter how much you want to be. Uh, We get to see this uh, wheelie minotaur a little bit more. Yeah. Well, so what made me mad, too, was that... Melanie is talking to Sid, and then she's like, hold on, Sid, this wheelie Minotaur is coming in. I got to talk to him. At this point, Sid, you should just be like, oh, I'm on the but wrong Sid side. But Sid was already, already broken at that yeah, point. She's despair. She can't use her eyes when she's broken? Well, here's the thing. We don't actually know what Melanie's powers are, and we don't know exactly what Oliver's powers are. Like, we know they kind of maybe both have mental powers, but we're not 100% sure. So it's entirely possible that they're... At the very least, the Shadow King is exerting mental influence. We know that Melanie, we saw this happen with her in a previous episode, got weakened enough by drug use, by despair, by being sad that the Shadow King was able to worm his way in and take over her psyche. I assume kind of the same thing is happening here. Whether, again, it's Oliver's power, Melanie's power, or some combination thereof. Um, And um, speaking of power, the Minotaur just needed his training wheels off, and he gets badass. Well, yeah, she like uh, gave him a little extra boost. So I'll I'll throw this out to you. I think I think that Melanie's power is to suck emotion from people and turn it into power. I think what was going on there she was, was she was Sid's able power? to use Sid's, Sid's happiness or Sid's despair or something like that and put that into the Minotaur to make it stronger. Very yep. cool. That's I, I love that. Um, let's hope that's what's happening. Uh, then she, uh, she's sleeping beauties Farouk back into his body. That well, was super surprising to well, me. Well, yeah. there was a really fun scene where then, uh, uh, Sid was like, I need to hit something and start, uh, was trying to beat on a minotaur. Uh, yes, that's a little bit later. Cause oh, before sorry, that, I'm jumping, the, they, I'm jumping at it. They wake up, uh, Melanie wakes up the Farouk. Yeah. Let's not skip by that because yeah. that's what this whole season has been leading up to. Uh, that was huge. I was very surprised that Melanie was the person to do it. Uh, do you think that was because the Shadow King had infected her mind, so was able to travel from her mind into his body? Yes, I believe the Shadow King was inside Melanie, and she, like, shot him out. And I thought it was Melanie- Farouk inside of her that he yes. was just going back. Yes, uh, Amal yeah. Farouk is another name for the Shadow King. Yeah, right. Uh, Pete. Yeah, uh, and then Melanie's just... It's a confusing show. Don't be a fucking dick. (laughs) Melanie falls over uh, spent after she's given it up. Do you think she's dead at this point? I doubt it. I feel like we need an Oliver-Melanie reunion of some sort, even if it's like... They do feel like they've sort of used themselves up and they're both their emotions toward each other, their relationship to all the other characters. Um, I would be sad if they both just died with no final moment together. Yeah, I feel like they sad. need to I go agree. off into the, the sunset together. Farouk uh, gets to enjoy his sunset. Um, we get uh, Melty Face, uh, Clark, and the Vermilion bring a giant tuning fork, uh, tuning fork, which is the secret weapon. Yeah, so David describe, uh, is it David or Oliver describes this? I think it's Oliver describes it to David, right? Yes, I believe so. Yeah, so there's a weapon. It's a sonic, not a sonic weapon, but it's a bell or a tuning fork. If they ring it, it will... It's called the choker. The choker. It'll turn everybody human for how long? 
I don't remember. Like it was a, a couple while. minutes, I thought. Yeah, length of an episode or something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's such an expositional moment where they're just like, yeah, this could happen. Yes. Oh, I guess it's not. So <laughs> next episode, you can guarantee that tuning fork is going to go 100%. But uh, Farouk immediately knocks everybody down, walks over to the tuning fork, and throws it a kabillion miles away. Uh, but like you said, yeah, it's definitely coming back at some point. I think the threat here is that this is what allows David to actually kill Amal Farouk, at least in the post-apocalyptic future t- st- um, timeline. Yeah. We'll have to see if it actually happens here. I think the climactic moment that we're heading up to is David making a decision. And let me throw this out. I feel like the decision he's going to have is when the, that, that thing deactivates their powers, he has a choice to kill Farouk or like kiss Sid. Uh, yeah. Because her powers will be deactivated as well, and I think that's the the t- choice he will make. I'm hoping he chooses Sid, and they they actually f- together defeat Farouk. Yeah, I mean it's definitely leading to a big showdown, which is amazing. Um, another fun thing we have: uh, Carrie jumps down the uh, the tube, yep. sort of battle toad style, yeah. <laughs> to get uh, Carrie, <laughs> which I thought was fun. Yeah, um, and then that, that's sort of we're sort of building up toward the end. We get a nice little recital of the poem uh, to bed. The mother oh. said. Because his face oh, turned that red, freaked me out, man. Uh, that's uh, wait. Great. Before we get there, I want to mention this is just like a tiny little bit of resonance that I really appreciated in the uh, Pen Ultimate episode of season one. We got to see a Sid Carey team up as they took on uh, Shadow King and Aubrey Plaza's body. Oh yeah, and we got a little bit of a repeat of that. We yeah. got to see them team up again to together try to take down this Minotaur. It's a little thing, but I thought it was a fun thing to happen in the second to last episode of each season. Like, you know, it's like a treehouse of horror thing to look forward to. Yeah, it was every uh, year. It was pretty cool. Uh, and also just the fact of like it, you thought it was like at the end that uh, it was just a voiceover. But then it was kind of like David was there. Yeah, that was a cool so review. He uh, repeats the uh, world's angriest boy in the world. He also talks about how he's starting to enjoy Yes, he's, he's slipping. He's slipping. That's so you know, the power that of shot being the we saw of Lenny lying on the ground in the gold dress, and him as straight up Legion. Do you think that was a vision of the future? Could yes. be. Could be from one of the little pools. Uh, yes, I think that's uh, that's Sid's future. Sid's present mm, is what I think. Interesting. And in that in that situation, David chose to kill uh, Amal Farouk and be with Lenny. In some capacity. Or and then ju- made some very bad haircut choices. Yeah. You know, your hair grows out. Yeah. If you're not... And if you grow it long, that means literally tall. Yeah, exactly. My hair go- only grows straight up. Yep. Yeah, the old Marge Simpson. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything else we need to talk about with the episode? I think that's about it. All right. So, one episode to go, but this episode only. Uh, what was real? What was not real? Justin. Um, I, whew, very tough. I'm going to throw out... That I feel like um, the desert is not real. Interesting. Uh, uh, But Farouk's body is real. That room is real. And um, I'm going to say the the vision in the the very opening moment is real. Oh. Pete, what about you? I think the safe heads were real. I think that um, the giant tuning fork uh, was real. And I think... um, I think the Minotaur was real. <laughs> I feel like you just picked three <laughs> things you remembered. Uh, three things I liked. Yeah. yeah. 
I think oh, I just had it. What I think is not real. Oh, uh, when uh, David is torturing Oliver and they're going all over the world. I don't think that's real. I don't think they're actually going anywhere. I think they were in the desert the entire time. And I do think the desert is real. Ooh, Ooh hot take. Who made that giant pink uh, bathtub stopper? Yeah, uh, a giant pink bathtub maker. Oh, nice. Ooh. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, a plumber. Nah, cool. Super Mario. Super yeah, Mario. Mario. <laughs> That's the only plumber I know. Yeah. If you like the show and want to support it, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. in New York that's totally free at the Pit Loft. Come on down. We'll chat about Legion or whatever you want to talk about. Yep. Pete, what else do you want to plug? Friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on follow, our show. Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. Check us out at comicbookclublive.com for the podcast. And more. We'll see you next week for the season finale. Oh, Pete, is that a... Is that a meatball? They have a meatball sub right there behind you? I'm not falling for it, buddy. I'm not falling for it. Oh, he did.